The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Tuesday, August 9th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you shop Amazon through my links at buzzburbank.com. The U.S. is still the overall leader at the Summer Olympics in Rio, but now tied with China for the most gold after last night's men's diving competition. The U.S. this morning had 19 medals, including five gold. The U.S. men's gymnastic team says it wants to perform shirtless to try to attract a bigger TV audience. Men's gymnastics doesn't draw as many viewers as the women's team. Quoting one team member, people make fun of us for wearing tights, but if they saw how yoked we are, maybe that would make a difference. Female bronze medalist Danielle Leva says the women's team gets the attention because it deserves it. There's never any wondering what channel the Olympics are on. They've been the U.S. broadcast property of NBC for 16 years and are signed on for another 16. Re-upping for 16 cost NBC nearly $8 billion. And it isn't just on one channel anymore. The games are on 11 of the networks owned by NBC Universal. And at some points, the Peacock will feature the games on as many as 40 different internet streams. That's 56 channels in effect, and the coverage totals nearly 7,000 hours. Republicans continue to turn against Donald Trump. Now 50 senior foreign policy advisors to past Republican presidents have signed a letter saying Trump is too reckless to be the commander-in-chief. 50 Republican diplomats, security, and defense experts dating back to the Nixon administration unanimously say they won't vote for Trump, saying he would weaken the country's moral authority as the leader of the free world. The advisors say Trump appears to lack basic knowledge about the Constitution and U.S. laws, including a free press and an independent judicial system. The open letter questions Trump's stability, saying he lacks self-control. Maine Senator Susan Collins is another key Republican to turn on Trump. She calls him dangerous. Trump says the Republicans who now campaign against him got the country into the mess it's in. After taking a beating in the polls, a somewhat different Donald Trump did emerge by Sunday. He was delivering remarks from a script he held in his hand, avoiding the kind of shoot-from-the-hip remarks that both made him popular and then less popular and by Monday, he'd become even more presidential, delivering a major economic speech in Detroit using a teleprompter. Trump promised the biggest tax reform since the Reagan administration, with tax cuts for everyone, including the rich. Under Trump's simplified tax plan, there would be three income tax brackets instead of seven. Instead of rates that range from 10 to 40 percent, Trumps are locked in at 12, 25, and 33 percent. And he wants to make child care 100 percent deductible, as opposed to the 35% it is now. But that child care would be limited to $3,000 a year for one child, $6,000 for two or more children. Clinton's plan, by the way, caps child care costs at 10% of a family's income, with the government picking up the rest. She will be in Detroit later this week to outline her economic plans. In the meantime, Trump also wants to eliminate the so-called death tax, the 40% tax on estates of $5.5 million or more. And Trump says he wants business taxes cut by 15% to freeze all new government regulations until they can be reviewed. Trump also wants to build the Trans-Canada Pipeline and kill various climate and environmental programs, including the Paris Accord. He also wants to drill baby drill, opening offshore drilling in the U.S. waters. 
There is no question that Trump's tax plan gives the biggest breaks to corporations and the wealthy, and he opposes debt-free college, paid family leave, and raising the minimum wage. And where will the government make up the money it loses in those tax cuts? Even Trump supporter Newt Gingrich says Trump's numbers don't add up, but he says a presidential candidate's numbers never do. Hillary Clinton says it's just more trickle-down economics that has never worked before. According to some pollsters, third-party candidates, Libertarian Gary Johnson and the Green Party's Jill Stein, have taken votes about evenly from Trump and Clinton. Some Republicans want another alternative, someone to rob Trump of even more votes. That candidate has arrived. Knowing he won't be elected, a Republican with an impressive resume has stepped forward. Evan McMullen, like Trump, has never served in public office, but he knows the ropes. He's a CIA veteran and the policy chief for House Republicans. McMullen has an MBA from the Wharton School in Pennsylvania, and he worked briefly at Goldman Sachs. McMullen's been a never-Trump man from the beginning. So is a key member of his campaign team, Florida media consultant Rick Wilson. With the election less than three months away, they have their work cut out. McMullen and his team met for the first time on Sunday, and he filed the papers Monday saying, I humbly offer myself as a leader who can give disaffected Americans a conservative choice for president. McMullen, the new alternative to all of the above. And while the familiar faces from the presidential Bush family are refusing to endorse Trump, one Bush has broken from the family. Jeb Bush's son, Texas Land Commissioner George P. Bush, is urging Republicans to back Trump to beat Clinton. Trump bashed George's father, Jeb, in the primary debates, calling him low energy. George P. Bush calls it a bitter pill to swallow, but quoting him, you know what, you get back up and help the man that won. George didn't have much choice. As the state's Republican victory chairman, it's his job to drum up support in Texas for the candidate, no matter how bitter the pill. He's been under pressure from other Texas Republicans to back Trump, and now he has. It's been a while since we've had a good old-fashioned mobster roundup. Late last week, the feds indicted 46 individuals from some of the biggest organized crime families in the U.S. After a years-long investigation by an FBI undercover agent, the charges include the same mobster mischief as years gone by, loan sharking, gambling, extortion, gun running, arson, and various acts of violence. The agent uncovered a massive mob network that covered New York City, Philadelphia, and the states of Massachusetts and Florida, the East Coast Cosa Nostra. Among the familiar family names arrested, Bonanno, Gambino, and Genovese, their kingpins issuing orders from behind bars in federal prisons. Now, with more than 46 alleged key players arrested, the FBI says it's going after their profits. The number of U.S. Americans smoking marijuana has nearly doubled in the past three years as recreational weed became legal in now five jurisdictions, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, Alaska, and Washington, D.C. And the number of those who toke or fess up to it may rise again since legalization's on the ballot in five more states this November. The newest numbers show that about 13% of the adults in the U.S., that's up 11% from last year, smoke marijuana. The year before that, it was 7%. Smoking pot is still a federal crime, but that law's days appear to be numbered. The legalization of weed where it's happened has led more people to use it. The confidential survey found that people in the western states where pot's legal say they are more likely to try it or use it regularly. Nearly half the country's tried it now, 43% of all adults, compared to only 4% in 1969. Medical marijuana is legal in some form in about half our 50 states. 
Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. If you're shopping for back to school or off to college, Amazon is ready for you. Right now, find deals on everything from approved homeschooling curriculum to required public school items and everything a college student needs. In the back to school department, just enter your zip code and Amazon will tell you what you need in your district, whether you're a student or a teacher. There you'll find Amazon's picks for the best items and the best deals from kindergarten to college. Amazon also has new and used textbooks. Save big on textbooks, but going to Amazon first. You'll also find Kindles and Amazon's Fire Tablet, now on sale for as little as $49.99. And don't forget Amazon Student Prime, which carries most of the benefits of Prime at a price a student can afford. Whether it's a classroom, a church, or an office, ordering regularly through the Amazon link at buzzburbank.com sustains this free daily newscast. And no, summer's not quite over yet. You'll still find deals on everything from lawnmowers to hammocks to beach and pool supplies. But please, use my link at buzzburbank.com. How do you keep out an unwelcome threat? Build a wall. In the case of alligators at Disney World. After a gator killed a Nebraska boy at one of the Disney resorts, the park put up a rope fence where a beach meets a lagoon. Over the past five weeks, that rope's been replaced with a wall made of stone. The warning signs that went up after the boy's death remain. Five alligators that used to live in that lagoon were killed. Disney officials have been developing what they call a wildlife plan. The family of the boy who perished says it does not plan to sue. It's been 35 years since amusement parks were last regulated by the government, and there's talk of bringing back those regulations after a string of recent accidents. Most prominent among the accidents is the death of a 10-year-old boy in Kansas who fell 170 feet from the world's tallest water slide. The boy may have been shorter than the ride's minimum height requirement. He appears to have slipped out of a Velcro safety harness. In Greenville, Tennessee, yesterday, three girls landed in a hospital after falling from a Ferris wheel. Americans haven't gotten any taller over the past 20 years, but they've put on about 15 pounds since 1986. The Centers for Disease Control says this does not bode well for our future health in terms of diabetes and heart disease. The average American man weighs 196 pounds now, compared to his 181 in the 80s. Women are up from the old average of 152 now to 169. African Americans have put on even more weight, another 18 pounds for the men, 22 pounds for black women. As if there weren't enough road risks already, drowsing driving is a big one. A new study says there are nearly 84 million sleep-deprived drivers on the road and that drowsy driving is a factor in about 5,000 deaths a year. Experts are looking at all the causes now that traffic deaths rose by nearly 8% in the U.S. last year. Drowsy driving crashes cost us $9 billion a year, and that's not counting the property damage. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is expanding its definition of impaired driving to include the sleepy, along with the drunk and the drugged. Quoting the author of this new report, sleep is a restorative and life-sustaining activity just as important as eating right and exercising. She says we now have to educate everyone about drowsy driving just as we have with drunk driving and seatbelts. You would think leading the technology of self-driving cars would be a fresh enough challenge for a young executive, but Chris Ermson, who's headed Google's trailblazing team from its beginnings five years ago, says he's ready to move on to a new challenge. He says he believes he's leaving the development of what he calls life-saving technology in very good hands. 
Human error, he says, is the cause of 95% of car accidents. But Google's driverless car program hit some safety bumps of its own in recent months. Ermson is the fifth veteran engineer to leave Google's self-driving car program just so far this year. Although some people wonder why anyone would jump out of a perfectly good airplane, it should be noted not all airplanes are good. A plane full of skydivers out of Colorado Springs had to jump after an apparent bird strike caused an engine fire. The pilot, having already reached a semi-safe altitude, told his 13 passengers to bail, and they did. Each of the jumpers made it safely to the ground despite jumping at 2,000 feet instead of the usual 12,000. The pilot then landed the plane safely at a city airport. He says he hopes the repairs can be done quickly so he can be back in the air by next weekend. Quoting one of the jumpers, we are all skydivers, so for everyone to remain calm, it's pretty normal. Don't bother going to Iran to look for Pokemon characters. The game is illegal there. Iran has become the first country to ban the phone app game, citing security concerns. Access to the game there has been blocked by the Iranian High Council of Virtual Spaces. The Iranian government says it might reconsider if the game's maker would ask permission, even more likely if the company would move its servers to Iran. The people behind Pokemon Go say they're fine just where they are. In fact, while Iran says goodbye to Pokemon, 15 other countries have just welcomed in the game. It's yet to become available in either China or South Korea. Like a lot of other companies, but unlike itself, Apple is finally starting to pay bug bounties. For the first time in its history, Apple's offering cash rewards to people who can show them how Apple's security can be hacked. Finding a critical vulnerability on a Mac or an iProduct now pays 200 grand. It's 25,000 for getting into the company's digital compartments for customer data and 50,000 for penetrating the iCloud. Google, Facebook, Tesla, and General Motors are already offering similar bounties. And the free ride is over at Hulu. The TV streaming service has no more free programs. By September 1st, only people with paid subscriptions will be able to see any of the network's programming. Hulu will offer free trials, but then you choose $7.99 a month with commercials, $11.99 a month for no commercials. And finally, Leroy Black of Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey, passed away last Tuesday. His obituaries were in the Atlantic City paper on Friday. Yes, obits, plural. There were two. Why two? The funeral home says Leroy's wife wanted the obit written one way, and his girlfriend another. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.